Welcome to the next message from Encounter Church. For more information about our church, visit us online at EncounterPGH.com. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the message. So, a couple weeks ago, I received a, an email from good friends of ours, Aaron and Susie Hoover. Uh, how many of you guys recognize that name, Aaron and Susie Hoover? So for a couple years now, um, we have been talking about a missionary couple, uh, Aaron and Susie Hoover, who live in Athens, Greece. And um, they actually have visited our church. They're missionaries in Athens and have been serving there for two years now. And I got an email from them, an update about what's been going on in the last year. And I, as I was reading it, there's a lot that has happened about where they're going, what they, what they believe God for, but also some things that have happened over the last year. And I thought, you know what? I feel like I want to share this with our church because here's a couple of reasons. We support uh, Aaron and Susie as missionaries in Greece, but what does that mean? I think maybe for some of us, you're like, what does it mean to support missionaries? I don't know what backgrounds you come from. Um, when I grew up in church, my dad is a pastor, and, and we had a bulletin board in the lobby that would have pictures of missionaries, of different missionary families who would be all over the world, and usually the church would support them financially, but that's really all I ever knew. And I, I didn't really know them, didn't get to know them at all. Occasionally, they would come to our church and ask for more money. That was basically all that I really ever knew about missionaries. When we wanted to do something different in Encounter Church. We wanted it to be like a relationship. We want a missionary couple or a family or an individual who feels the call of God on their life to go to another country to share the name of Jesus. That's what missions is about. It's about fulfilling the Great Commission where Jesus said to his disciples, go into all the world and preach the good news and teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. We're familiar with that. That's the Great Commission. So a missionary is someone who has taken that upon themselves to go to another, another country generally speaking, and to, to do that, to set up shop and to tell people about Jesus there. So for us to support a missionary, we wanted to say, we don't want it to just be a, a face on a wall. We want to know them. We want to support them. We want to be with them. We want to, we want to work with them. And so Aaron and Susie have come to our church They've gotten, uh, build relationships with people in our church. We support them financially. We pray. And actually, this year, for our first time in October, we are taking a team to work with them in Greece in October this year. And that's kind of what we're talking about. And so part of helping our church understand um, missions and, and continuing that relationship with Aaron and Susie and some of the other individuals that we want to partner with is by giving updates throughout the year. We, they've done video updates, but we also want to share what's happening here. So I just wanted to read this to you. It's actually a little bit long. Um, it's not too long, so we're not going to spend too much time, but I just wanted to share with you what they shared with me. And, uh, and I just feel like, I feel like God wants to speak to us today about what it really means to, to, to give your life to him in really anything. And I think that the things that we're going to see in this email also speak to us personally about how we can serve Jesus in our everyday lives. It's not always going to be easy because we're going to see in a minute that some of the things that have happened over this past year have been challenging, but you're also going to see God's faithfulness in it. So I want to read a little bit and I'll kind of interject here. So this is what Aaron and Susie have said. The first week of August marks two years that we have lived in Athens. It has been a challenging, fun, exciting, stressful, and powerful time. It feels like every part of our lives have been stretched and tested. There have been times that we wanted to leave and move back to Germany, and other times where we felt completely at home here. 
And through it all, we've experienced God's faithfulness and the Father's love for us, his kids. And as we talked about in our last newsletter, more and more we are realizing how important it is to have intimacy with Jesus. We are coming against a strong religious spirit that separates people from God, and we are fighting with the opposite spirit of total intimacy through daily devotion, prayer, and worship. So I'll pause there for a second. Um, in Athens, Greece, it's actually considered a Christian nation, but it's, uh, it's, it's an orthodox, government-state-run version of Christianity. So actually, the country is closed to missionaries. So, you know, Aaron and Susie, when they went there, weren't able to set up shop saying, we're just here for this purpose. They, you, you, you're not really allowed to do that because they, it's run by the state. And even though it's a Christian nation, people don't really know Jesus there. Um, in the sense of, and that's what Aaron and Susie are talking about. There's a spirit of religiousness, which is saying that it's more about legalism. It's about following rules than it is about knowing a God and knowing the Savior, knowing your creator, a, a, a one who gives mercy and grace and forgiveness. And so they're saying that a lot of the conversations they have with people, the relationships they're building, people oftentimes think that they are fine because they go to maybe a service once a week or those types of things, but they don't have the essence of what the scriptures are teaching within them. They don't know Jesus. And so they're fighting about that, fighting with that, I should say. And they're always trying to keep themselves from not falling into that trap and to maintain a vibrant relationship. Earlier in the year, God gave us a clear mission statement for this season in Athens. And it was to raise up a culture of intimacy with God, that promotes friendship and reconciliation throughout the church of Greece. And they said, this has poured gasoline on the fire that was already burning for the establishment of a house of prayer where 24-7 nonstop prayer and worship would take place. We have started planning another big prayer event, a national initiative for the Greek church to make November a month of prayer. So they're planning on doing 24 hours, seven days a week throughout the entire month of November. November, a month of prayer. Churches around the country are encouraged to organize prayer meetings in Athens, and we are hosting a prayer room with 30 days of 24-7 prayer and worship, but this has not come without a cost. Since the beginning of the year, we have come under major attack. And here's four bullets. One, we were sued by a city in Germany because Aaron was accused of driving without a license. It had to do with a mix-up of information with his new visa, but ended up costing them 800 euro. The second thing, our house was robbed and ransacked while we made a two-hour trip to a local store. 300 euros belonging to YWAM Athens was stolen. Another one, a drunk driver hit and run our car in the middle of the night while parked on the street. Major damage was done to the rear passenger side. And finally, and just last month while attending a leadership school in Krakow, Poland, Aaron had his drink drugged and he was watching, as he was watching a soccer game at a local pub. Our bank account was wiped clean and he was sick for two days. And so they go on to say, we have obviously done something right, and the enemy does not want us to succeed. With each attack, there was physical damage to our possessions, as well as spiritual attack on our emotions and calling to Greece. But also with each attack, there was incredible protection, provision, and victory from Jesus. And then so they, they talk about how God showed up in each of those. Here's the situation. Number one, the 800 euros was provided, and the timing was perfect. Right before I left on a long road trip to, from Germany to Athens, God protected me from problems and less friendly nations. So somehow they, they received an extra $800 that made up for what was stolen from them. The second one, when their house was robbed, nothing of our personal possessions was taken. Our laptop, the tablet, and passports were all out in the open, but God protected us. Check this out. The average rate for a European or U.S. passport on the streets in Athens is between seven and 10,000 euros. And they were just sitting out in the open 
and no one's, they didn't take those. They only took $300 of YWAM money, not, not their personal belongings, including the passports, which would have been tons of money. So God protected them there. And then it says, so the car that was the hit and run, when we first saw the car around 10 a.m. the next morning, a man approached us and said that he witnessed the accident while sitting in a cafe at 2.30 in the morning. He waited all night and morning to give us the license plate number of the guy who hit our car. We have never seen this man again. Our mechanic caught the guy and bullied him to pay all the damages. <laughs> That's awesome. And then last, with Aaron uh, having been, uh, his drink have been drugged, God supernaturally protected Aaron. He has no memory from the night or even how he arrived at the hotel where we were staying. The bank conducted an investigation and refunded all the money stolen. So they say, these attacks have brought us to our knees. Instead of feeling defeated, we feel more alert and ready than ever, like a lion ready to pounce. Now we make sure to, fa- to pray and fast over everything. We have mobilized a planning team for the November event, and since we started praying weekly with these seven people, God has done some amazing things. God gave four team members a similar vision to provide a name for the event, Lighthouse 24-7. While sharing about the event with a brother in Budapest, God put it on his heart to build us a free website and matching flyers. Another local brother felt led to develop and print a 30-day prayer journal for the event for November. Two days after prophetically knocking on the front door of an old building, which we felt God wanted us to use for the event, Jesus miraculously opened the door and gave us the keys to our new venue and future permanent house of prayer location. News about Lighthouse 24-7 is spreading around the world, and now we have around 200 internationals committed to come from abroad to join us. Several major prayer ministries like IHOP Kansas City or Indiana Burn 24-7, Hop Richmond, Hop Virginia Beach, York, York Hop in England, and a prayer ministry in the Philippines are bringing teams. In Greece, news about Lighthouse 24-7 is now also starting to spread. One of the largest church networks called the Greek Evangelical Alliance has just recently shown approval for the November event, and we are praying that they will encourage all their evangelical churches of Greece to participate And we have been told that there has never in Greek history been an organized prayer meeting of this size. Our question is, what will happen for 30 days when for 30 days the the church does nothing but magnify the Lord? And so they kind of put this note in here about something that happened in another country. It says, 30 years ago, Albania was one of the most closed nations on earth. They prided themselves in being the first fully atheist country in the world. And in April... Every YWAM base in Europe convened under a large tent on the beach of Duras in that country. It was a four-day open-air gathering for worship, teaching, and fellowship. Aaron had the huge honor of leading worship for some of these sessions. It was a powerful time with testimony of how God changed Albania in just 30 years. We concluded with a time of intercession for our closed nations like, for other closed nations like North Korea. If God can do it in Albania, he can do it in North Korea and places like Greece. And so they, the rest of the email just continues with family news. They had a baby named Eleni, which I think is maybe, we don't have it on the screen, but if you look at the, my Facebook page this morning, I posted a picture of their baby, Eleni. And Aaron and Susie are, have announced they're going to be making a trip uh, back to the United States. Uh, they will be visiting here in Pittsburgh in our church at the end of January or early February. And that's part of what I was talking about, how we want to, um, we want to foster a relationship and they want to know you. They want to be people that, that, you, that care about you and that you care about them and that we have relationships. They'd love for you to get their newsletters. And we're going in October. We're taking a team of five of us uh, to Greece to work side by side with Aaron and Susie and the rest of their team of YWAM in Athens. 
And I just wanted to share that with you for a couple things. This is kind of the practical side of this. We're going to get out of here pretty early today. I think, one, you know, I think it can be hard. Maybe sometimes it's foreign to us because we don't think of missionary work as something that is local or normal for us. You know, our job as Christians is to be the light of Jesus everywhere we go. And these guys are, uh, and others like them, have heard God say, I want to do what you're doing in your, own, in your own city, but I want to do it in another place, oftentimes that are closed to the gospel or places that are um, hard ground or difficult. Um, and so Aaron and Susie, you know, what you have seen is, is that it's not a glamorous lifestyle. Going to another country and, and setting up shop in a place that is full of people who don't want to hear what you have to tell them necessarily um, brings with it often challenges. And, and the Bible speaks about how our, our struggles and difficulties are not against men. They're not against flesh and blood. It says instead it's against principles and powers in the air. There is a spiritual aspect to what, what we do as a church. There are forces that are against us and against God that seek to, to derail. And what we have seen is that in the efforts of Aaron and Susie and other missionaries around the world, that, that it's not always easy, and it's a hard road to plow, and yet God is faithful. And so we want to pray with them. We want to pray for them. And so I say these things today. I felt like it was important for us to, to hear this update and to, for us to say they are out there, and even though we don't see them every day, we don't necessarily even think about them every day, I would encourage you to, to maybe include them in your prayers include them that, you know, pray for them. Because we have said as a church, an encounter church will support Aaron and Susie Hoover. We do support them financially as a church. We send them a monthly uh, financial amount. We are going to support them by going to their field and working in ministries with them. And, uh, but the, the greatest thing that we could all do, whether you give financially yourself or whether or not, or whether you go on a trip or not, is to pray. And to pray. And so they're setting up this prayer for the entire month of November. And I would encourage you that throughout the month of November specifically, let's pray with them. That the hearts would change in Greece. That people would see the vibrant uh, name of Jesus as someone who is knowable, who can change their lives and impact their everyday life. And, and, and that those people, their hearts would soften towards that. And so every day as Aaron and Susie are working there, as they're building relationships, not just with the Greeks, but also a flood of, of refugees from Syria. Uh, many Muslims are there now who, who were not able to get into the interior parts of Europe, who now have settled in Greece. And so every day they're, they're in contact with people who are in a foreign land, who, who, are, who, who have heard the name of Jesus, but only in negative derogatory ways. And now Aaron and Susie and their team have an opportunity opportunity to show them the kindness and the love and the mercy and grace of Jesus Christ, which changes hearts. And so we want to pray with them. We want to stand with them. And I encourage you to do that. But I also want it to allow all of us today to be challenged personally by, by what we have heard there. I think all of us can understand, like, it's not like maybe, maybe some of us in the room have had uh, a hit-and-run accident where somebody in the middle of the night swiped your car. Maybe some of you have been robbed or someone broke into your house or things have been stolen. These things happen whether, you know, at times whether you are in on the mission field or sometimes they happen here. Difficult things happen all the time. And it's easy for us to feel frustrated, for us to feel um, discouraged. 
But I love their response that it caused them to say, we need to do everything with fasting and prayer. Whenever a decision is made, whenever we feel like God is calling us to do something, that we stand and say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hear what God said. I'm going to hold on to his promises, but I'm not just going to not just going to hope it happens. I'm going to I'm going to go on the initiative. I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to pray every day about this thing. I'm going to I'm going to take time and fast and focus myself to protect myself. And next month in October, we're going to be teaching a series called Body Armor, which is all about the armor of God, which is in Ephesians. It talks about how we can prepare ourselves every day. And so, uh, I just wanted to encourage you one to be encouraged that when things happen in your life, when things are difficult, when they're frustrating, when you don't know why it's happening, usually it's, it's, it's because there is something that you're doing right. When you are in, the, in God's will, when you're trying to do the right things, it's almost always there are going to be attacks or there are going to be things that are going to try to discourage you. It's not always the case, but focus yourself, get close to Jesus, and know like the songs that we sang, that he has overcome those things, that nothing is, is stronger than him, and that when we hold on to Jesus, he will always get us through. But the other thing I want to encourage you with is for each of us is that we should have the same excitement, the same passion, the same drive for people to know Jesus here in Pittsburgh, in our own neighborhoods, in our, in our own backyards, with our neighbors who live next door to us, that when we see them, our hearts should break that they don't know what we have. They don't have what we have. I have hope and I have peace. I can lay my head on my pillow every night and have just a, a deep well of peace within me because of I know I, I'm a child of God. But there are people all around us, and I know you could probably name off people, rattle them off on your hand, count them, people who are living their lives and fretting about everything. They're not sure where things are coming from. They don't know what they're going to do. They're stressed out. They don't know what their purpose is. We should, we should ask the Lord to give us that same heart that Aaron and Susie have for our nation, for our own city, for our own neighborhood, and ask him, how can we be that light? How can we be a lighthouse here in Pittsburgh? And that maybe for some of us, maybe God stirs your heart to go on a mission trip. And I will tell you, I came back from a trip to India last year and something changed in me. I saw something. When you participate in the, in the, in the mission that God has for us in a, in a radical way that is outside of, you know, your normal circumstances, I think it gives you an ability to, um, to, to see God do something that you might not be able to see on such a dramatic scale in, in home. So I do encourage you to go on a mission trip. But even if you don't go on a trip any time in the near future, I would just encourage you to say, God, what can I do in my everyday life to be a light in the darkness? How can I show my neighbors who need you? How can I show them in a real, practical, relational way the name of Jesus? And how, and how, can, I, how can I find those opportunities? I just encourage you with that today. So that's all I have. Um, you know, I want to give you updates as often as we can. Uh, I would encourage if anybody wants to be on their newsletter, come see me after church and I can uh, get your email address and I'll have them add you to it. That way you can get their newsletter. Uh, I think it comes out usually on a monthly basis, typically, maybe sometimes quarterly. But um, would you guys stand with me and pray? Uh, if our worship leader, Aaron, you want to come here and uh, we're going to go ahead and get into our giving moment in just a second. But let's pray. It's a shorter service today, but I just felt like it was important for us to hear what God is doing through some friends of ours who are um, preaching the name of Jesus in a foreign land. 
Father, thank you for Aaron and Susie and the countless others who all around the world have said yes to the mission that you have called each of us to. But for them, they have been called to a place that is unfamiliar, to lands where languages are different and cultures are different, and they have to learn on the fly, and they're reliant on you in so many ways that are um, maybe more challenging at times than what we deal with on a regular basis. God, the things that Aaron and Susie have gone through this, this year alone are challenging our are scary and things that if we were to face them most of the time in our lives, we would feel like we wouldn't know what to do. But we thank you that you have that you have called them, that they are strong. We thank you that you are faithful. You have protected them. We thank you that every time there was something difficult or something negative that took place, we thank you that you showed up in an equal manner, in a greater manner, and that your name has been glorified because of it. I am so thankful for what the work that Aaron and Susie and now their team that is growing is doing there. I pray you would protect them. I pray that you would strengthen them. I pray that you would give them all the resources and the finances that they need. And I pray that, that you would touch our hearts today. That every one of us in this room would, would be uh, sensitive to what you're saying to us. And that we would pray for Aaron and Susie. That we would pray for the missionaries around the world. And but also, God, that you would open our hearts for the work that we can do here locally, for next Saturday, for our back-to-school bash. That is a, a practical way for us to be a light in the darkness. There are going to be families who are coming next Saturday who are in need of hope, who are in need of love, who need backpacks, who need food, who need just a, a breather moment with their family so that they don't have to worry. And so I pray that you would help us to be sensitive to that so that when we are present there, that on Saturday throughout the week at our workplace or at home or around our neighborhood and even long after that, that, you, we, would, that we would see opportunities to be a light in the darkness, to, be, uh, the name of, to show the name of Jesus and to let people know that God is with us, that he is present and that we can know him, that others can know him. Thank you for how you have encouraged us today. I pray that you would just speak to us all week long and remind us of the challenges that you have given us today to be a light. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. If you call Encounter Church Home or if you'd like to partner with us to support the work that God is doing here, you can take advantage of our online giving option. Just go to EncounterGiving.com. Also, stay up to date with us throughout the week by following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at EncounterPGH. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.